All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Fox Wine and Witchcraft. Um, I have with me today a very reoccurring friendly <laughs> short. <laughs> we have Miss Holly. And, and Holly, you are educating us on an upcoming pagan holiday. I am. And I'm kind of excited. We were just talking that this is one of the sort of... Uh, kind of overlooked holidays uh of of the turning of the of the wheel and but i think i think being a woman and i think also like getting a little bit older it's come to mean a lot more to me than it maybe did when i was a little you know a little bit younger but um this is of course um the mark of the beginning of of the autumn year in the in the celtic world and it's um is traditionally celebrated um the druids marked time differently than we do so it was like from sundown to sundown so usually on the 31st which is interesting we're having our celebration then but um usually august 1st and then some uh, a lot of the because it was a pan celtic holiday in other words what i mean by that is that it was celebrated in Ireland, uh, Scotland, Isle of Man, um, Wales, even in England, they just had their different versions of it. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, uh, these this, these uh, harvest festivals for Lunasa could literally um, last for upwards of two um, weeks, which is kind of, you know, the Celts love to party. That's all there is to it. it. You would think so, it would you know, be more recognized because of the length of time of partying. I know. It's 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 amazing because they party a lot and I enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> but um it really was a really important um festival and holiday for them because we've talked about this in like every podcast that I've done, how you know the Celts, because they were um indigenous to the land, you know, they they lived off of the land, and so they're worldview was based on that idea of cyclical time and basically what they saw in nature reflected in their own belief system and own spirituality so they all they had a name for july they called it hungry july because they were really ultimately like running out of supplies by this time and so they had planted but they were just waiting for the for the harvest for the crops to come to fruition and so um, this time, uh, the other name that it goes by is uh, Lamas, which was meant uh, loaf mass. So, and then that evolved into like a Christian holiday as well, because they like to, you know, kind of. There's always that uh, meshing of belief systems, but um, this specifically Lunasa uh, is the first harvest of three. This one would be the the grain harvest. And the very first fruits, such as bilberries, um, which are a lot like blueberries, and um, the heart they called um, they called these also corn like corn festivals, what we would saw, say, but they called it like kern, like K E R N almost kern fe festivals. So they had dolls and different things. We'll talk about that later. That that sort of um, honored this time, and they called like basically all grain corn. So just heads up on that, but no, um, is Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but they were really, really, I mean, they were just so ecstatic to have those heart, those harvests in. And they would even, I was reading um, that they would even uh, have a method of like 
um, you know, I live in the country, there, there are combines and all of this kind of thing. And it takes them a couple of days, you know, no big deal. But obviously doing this by hand was a, a you know, it, it really was representative of a great deal of resilience and hard work for these people. And um, it's what kept them alive. It's what kept the community alive. And so they would actually burn some of the like wheat to um, in a, this dry, weird drying process so that they would be able to like make bread and that sort of thing. Um, oat cakes, that kind of thing really um, quickly. So hmm. it's kind of a really interesting history. But this time, um, of course, I love saying the word Lunasa. So let's talk about that. What the heck does Lunasa mean? Because well, with, with, with right? thank you for saying it correctly, because I know so many people, I hear them like, how do you say this? And I'm like, I love saying it, Lunasa. <laughs> but um, it's basically um, Lu is it within that. So L-U-G-H pronounced Lu. Um, so it, it really um, is the, it, it, it's translates to basically like the um, uh, funeral celebration or um, like for Lou, but um, it really wasn't exactly originally for Lou himself, which is interesting. It was more matriarchal, which I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lou was one of those uh, he was part of, you've heard me talk about the Tuatha de Danann, which were the first like mythical um, godlike peoples of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And he was, he ended up becoming a high king and, and ruled for 40 years. And there's this huge story about his, he, it was prophesied that he would basically defeat their main enemy, um, the, um, the Fomorian god Baylor, who was like, it was almost like a, a Goliath kind of a, uh, a character, where they were, um, they came and basically um, took, they, they um, took firstborn children as, as, and they also took money and all this kind of thing. And they really like um, terrorized the Tuatha for a long time. And lose the guy that ended up his his he was actually strangely enough by fate and some druidic um, magic um, he was Baylor's grandson. But Baylor heard the prophecy and he um, locked his his daughter away because he was determined that his grandson wasn't going to happen so that he couldn't end up end up killing him. Um, and so it ended up that um, Birog, who was a, a druidist, took him on and basically made this happen. So his father was Sion and he was a Tuatha de Danann and he traveled and he ended up um, um, cre- uh, with, you know, um, with Ethling uh, created uh, Lou. And of course, uh, Birog, this very, very badass, uh, uh, Druidus also helped him escape because his grand his grandfather was trying to kill him as well. So, with that being said, he had she took him back to um, with his father, and his father could um, put him in the hands of Teltui, and she was a queen and, and goddess of of another um, basically Irish tribe or of fur bogs. Anyway. Um, she was 
a heart like a harvest queen she um cleared all of the fields um out of great love for her peoples and she cleared all of the the fields of ireland so that they could actually learn how to become agricultural and mm -hmm. so that's where um it goes all the way back to Taltui. and he then was honoring his stepmother Lou was honoring his stepmother so everyone thinks it's all about Lou but it's all about Lou's love for his mother his stepmother Teltui who stepped in and made family who wasn't by blood which I think is a, a really symbolic thing to think about we make right. our own families by spirit not necessarily by blood and he was honoring her because on she oh she exerted herself out of love for her people so much that basically she cleared all of this land and then she she basically was dying and promised and asked Lou to remember her by having festivals and games and remembering her on the hill where where she passed so that basically the people would not be sad but would be honored by by her great hard work and 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 all of you know her love for the people and so he he um, is mo in modern times he is often um, aligned with the with the Celtic sun god, but he also has it's symbolic because he he is considered what's called I'm going to throw another awesome word at you guys. He was considered the Simildanak, which means right. I know <laughs> I love that word too. It's so cool. But he the Simildanak means basically that he was, the way that he was um, raised, he was raised by uh, farmers, he was raised by regular people, he was raised by, at, for one point, the sea god, at one point, Teltui, all of these different people. And so he became a master of all skills. And so he was truly the most gifted of all of the gods to, to be a, um, and really truly deserved to lead all lead the people and okay. so he, he's like considered the bright shining one because he truly was he was a druid he was a healer he was you know he um he was a poet he was a musician he was a warrior he was an intellectual he was all of these things like straight up classic renaissance man before the renaissance he was so, <laughs> yeah he he was a really cool guy so um i think for me personally, I love this story. And I think it's kind of sad that people have sort of, uh, a lot of people have forgotten about Teltui and, and the sacrifices that she made and how cool it was that she, you know, he loved her dearly uh, as and respected her great power and realized that to be a good leader, he needed to show that, that empathy and always take care of his people. And Part of the her request was also that it wouldn't just be the the community there, but it would be all the communities in the area would come and come together as like a people, as an extended family, and that all weapons had to be laid down during the festival season, which was also a really cool thing because that gave, and as this um, continued throughout throughout history to actually be celebrated because this area was in it's called Telltown and it was also 
um, in count, it's in County Meath in, in Ireland. And it really, um, it did historically, like, you know, they, they've um, celebrated this holiday for years and years and years. And so it was a time when, get this, this is really interesting to me. They would have the games, you know, of, you know, they would throw spears and run and swim and have horse races and, and um, chariot races and all of this wonderful things that, you know, Celts were, were known for. But then they would also get busy with some smack poetry. They would have poetry slams and, you know, and okay. they would dance, they would have a dance off and they would um, um, make music together. And, you know, I just love the idea of that, that whole, like, the arts were included in these people, you know, that was just as valuable. And, and, um, as, you know, running and, you know, and as, and personally, I can so relate to the, you know, poetry and that kind of stuff, as opposed to, I was never very good at running the mile. Let's just put it that way. But I appreciate this, you know, this is good. This makes <laughs> me happy. Like everybody was included. Also, it was a really interesting time when like the farmers would get together and they would trade, you know, um, cattle and they would, you know, tr you know, trade what everybody needed, that sort of thing. There would be, um, peop uh, you know, tribes that had been like sort of uh, fighting would come together and make peace. And so it was a time of like really like coming together as a community, as a symbolic family, making peace, um, honoring what you know nature has has provided and the hard work of the peoples that you know um you know are with the earth and it i to me it was it's just a really uh beautiful sentiment that i think that we can take into the modern time most definitely because mm -hmm. i know that you know i think about i think about myself as a mother i think about you know all the mothers out there i think about my mom you know all the things that you know, you kind of like, I know that I love my mom dearly, but you take things for granted sometimes. And it's just a time of like, remembering like, all of the hard work that we, we put in for our children. And it's cool that this big, like, wonderful, like, Simildenac golden boy was like, yeah, but mom's cool. She's really cool. This, this is why we're doing it. You know, People like, Mother's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, but it was like such a like badass version of Mother's Day. There was like it's more and, than just have some flowers, mom. Yeah, this was good. This was like I'm I am going to throw a spear and you know right. and all of this kind of thing. To I'm going to prove mom. that my mom can kick your mom's butt exactly. by throwing my spear farther. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just um, it. The older I get, the more I really like. Sort of it resonates with me, and I find it really like. I don't know. It's just a, I think it's a really kind of a cool sentiment, you know, and just in the time we've talked about this before in the time of supermarkets and on all of that, you kind of take it for granted, but it's that reconnection to nature and realizing, wow, what's going on that, you know, like, like this used to be for real, like this is life. This is death. This is rebirth. This is, you know, living in that cycle of, of uh, nature and really um, honoring, you know, the things to come because uh, Maybone will be the next Harvest Festival celebrated in September. Um, and then we go into the last Harvest Festival, which is Samhain, which is where they um, would harvest the animals. So, of course, that was kind of like why it was 
had all of these, um, you know, connections with death and, and mm. you know, blood and guts and this sort of thing. So, but it's interesting because it all, you know, it really makes a lot of sense. And I think that it's sort of like the last hurrah because in the Celtic world, Samhain was, of course, the beginning of the of the year, too. So after Samhain was the dark time of the year. And the Celts are always like about that dichotomy of light and darkness and kind of needing both in your, you know, the opposites, needing both to to continue that wheel of life and that flow of energy. And so like, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like saying goodbye to summer. So there's a little bit of sorrow. In fact, um, one of the translations with, I, I think it, it had, the one of the translations of this had to do with like basically the sadness of like you know le leaving summer but moving on to the harvest and then you know getting ready for of course uh, the cold time of the year but um i uh i really you know like i said i really think it's uh, an interesting time i plan of course we were planning our celebration but i i um I always think that it's really cool to, you know, make something, create something, give back something. The first breads that were baked were, were given to um, Lou and Taltui as an offering. Mm. And then, of course, began the, you know, the, fest the festivities of everyone else, you know, enjoying. And so I think like this is the perfect time for if we're talking about how can we celebrate this in the modern time, um, you know, get together with fam or friends, bake some bread, you know, even, even if you're not that great at it, you know, try it. Um, mm -hmm. I plan on making all sorts of zucchini and apple bread and all kinds of breads and um, just, you know, being with, with family and friends and, you know, uplifting each other, um, having that shared spirit connection, you know, always, if you can be outside and have a bonfire and have some, you know, wine or meat or whatever, and, you know, it it's so uplifting i think to all of us and you know it's um that slowing down is so important because i think that i don't know it's just been it, it just driving anymore it's like i don't know it's like i feel like the last few years people have lost a sense of like chill you know what i mean of just empathy and just you know that connection it's like everybody's like this all the time and and I think this is so important to our health our, and our spirituality. So um, the I, I usually, of course, always like to, you know, I think about um, I make incense to, you know, as a as an offering as well. And usually I always think about for this one, I, I'm definitely going, you know, I'm going to harvest some uh, um some wheat actually um and put it on my on my altar the uh it's it's really handy living out in the country hint, hint, if you have you know some scissors and <laughs> so that works out um but the grains were of course symbolic of fulfillment that and also that potential because at this time they not only would harvest the harvest the grain and you know bake breads and all of this kind of thing but they would also harvest the seeds for next year so that's a big deal as well. And you can think of that symbolically as well, like the potential for, you know, what's, you know, there's going to be, an, you know, an ending. What what are we looking forward to? What are we cultivating in the future as well? You know, so um, 
I, of course, I love to, I always look to nature when I create my, you know, like my incense blends and that sort of thing, the flowers, you know, cornflowers and sunflowers and poppies are in season and they mm-hmm. were honored at that time in the Celtic worlds. Um, the seeds were often, um, and poppies in general were often, um, used as like a remembrance in uh, for funerals and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. i feel like that makes sense do you know what i mean so um uh also um calendula um sunflowers have that solar energy going for them and so a meadow sweet it um was a sacred to the druids uh, it was used in divination it's also called the bride of the meadow so of course um, that goes in the pot for me, most definitely mm-hmm. to, to honor Teltui. So, um, also, I think that um, it's it, crystals. I think if you use crystals in your practice, um, you know, citrine, yellow calcite, uh, yellow adventurine, yellow agate, definitely those those solar energies. Um, I personally around this time also am very drawn to the golden, you know, golden healer crystals because, um, it is a time of fruition harvest, but it's also kind of honoring that idea of that, um, Smildenek being that healer of souls and healer of, you know, it's just that coming together is a healing for sure. Um, also tiger's eye, which brings confidence, um, is good for confidence and resilience, which I see in the, um, you know, in, in Teltui and in Luhim as well. Like it's, we have to find community and we have to, um, you know, life is hard, but if we, you know, we've got to keep going and we've got to have hope and, um, and really be grateful for the good things that do come Mm -hmm. in our lives. Um, also I would say green adventuring, um, significant of like health and abundance would be uh, something that you could work with crystal. Um, and, um, I like to throw a little red Jasper or uh, carnelian in there as well. Um, again, the solar and, and, um, healing. They also, another thing that, um, that I hope, I hope that, uh, I'm, I'm learning to make, uh, corn dollies or or they they call them different things yeah Mm, Um, i used to make them did you yeah Mm -hmm. i currently on my front porch i am drying the drying the husks because Mm -hmm. we had corn and i did and i was like wait stop i need those everybody's like (laughs) you know violet's like they're throwing them at each other and i'm like stop (laughs) so um that's something that is creative that you can make with your family as well to honor sort of, the, you know, the first harvest, the, mm-hmm. the corn. Um, and I, you know, I really, like I said, this has been one of those holidays that's overlooked, but I think that it's a really, really um, important, important holiday and looking forward to the, uh, you know, um, it's the first, you know, it's the first harvest It's the first time that we can really be, be fa- thankful for the things that maybe we were cultivating in our lives throughout the year and just in nature. And so it's a time to stop and have some zucchini bread with some friends. So there we go. <laughs> no, I like it. And, and I'm, I'm also kind of sitting there thinking like, if you're one of those people that you're not into the traditional marketed 
mm-hmm. holidays, well, this would be yeah. like an extra day to go do something for or with or in memory of mom. Exactly. Yeah, that maternal. Yeah. It's that, and it's that coming together of, you know, that extended family. And also I love the idea too, of just like family isn't always blood. Family is often, we make our families. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely a time to celebrate and it's, it's, it's chill, but there's all in Celtic, Celtic tradition, there are, there's always wine or mead or beer or something. And you, you've got to have, you've got to have a little bit of a good time together. So, but okay. I'm looking forward to celebrating with, with friends and family come Sunday. And, um, and I hope that, you, I hope that this, uh, has uh helped you guys and always you know if you're interested in the stories there's just tons and tons and tons of resources out there um i you know i was reading um about lou the other day and you know it's it's just a wonderful um um the mythology is so rich and i think that the more that you read the mythology the more that it kind of resonates with your own like your own life and your own spirituality. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good uh, journey, I think. Yeah. I think getting behind some of the mythology, mm-hmm. you understand better what some of these holidays meant to be yeah. commercialized. Like there's right. more truth understanding. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, did the holiday get forgotten? Over right. Time? Like exactly. this one. Yeah. So, um, which has a pretty nice, Meaning, I, I don't know, it like resonates more to like honor that that person who helped right. take care of Meiju versus, you know, here's this mythical being who didn't like this one and that one took right. over, so yay. Right, yeah. exactly. Like Lou, he's a badass, but but no, it's so much more than that. It's not about him. It's about no. someone who helped him become what he is. So Exactly. That's, That's exactly right. So yeah, I really love it. So yeah. Um, I'm hoping it resonates with others. So, <laughs> well, and if they're local, they can come join in on the celebration, mm-hmm. uh, North Homestead, yeah, totally. Ohio. So, right. Um, but uh, we'll we'll have you back for the next one. It's, yeah, maybe well, that's the fruit festival. So we're gonna have all sorts of yummy, uh, 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 yummy uh, <laughs> desserts on that one. <laughs> Yay! I'm in. <laughs> Pie and wine. There's nothing better. (laughs) I can hear the reservations ticking in now. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Holly. Oh, thanks for having me. This is always a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So, and I wish you guys all the best. Yes. Enjoy. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.